0: All right, so I feel like I had this down for a little while, and then I completely lost it. So this, oh boy! So this is all right. All right, hello everyone. It's Stephen Grant here. It's I'm kind, I'm kind of British and kind of Australian for some reason. Jesus Christ! Hey, mom. (laughs) This is, uh, maybe. The lowest effort intro to the podcast of all time, but we're back. Hello, we're here to talk about Moon Knight and uh, all kinds of news and what we've been up to, and it's going to be a grand time. Everyone uh, get excited for the Infinity Watch
1: Podcast! Oh my goodness. What an amazingly perfect perfect lackluster intro. Yeah. What will be season three, the Infinity <laughs> Watch podcast. My name is Tommy. I'm here with my co-host of Every Voice Possible.
0: Yeah, here. that's yeah, that was uh That was a weird Something. one. Not my best. Not my best. But-
1: Listen, I don't even know. Like when I was watching the show, when he started talking, it still was jarring to me, and I even knew it was coming. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess if if you make an intentionally bad British accent even worse, um, does that make the impression even better? That's my question. I think it kind of does. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. But
1: uh, yeah, welcome to the Infinity Watch Podcast. This is episode one, season three, starting off the year. Um, you know, we're in April now, so I think back when uh, WandaVision started, we started a little bit earlier, but this is the first week with new MCU content. Of course, we're here to talk about the all-time smash hit, Morbius.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, one uh, one of the decided- greatest cinematic achievements of our time, easily. Um, breaking records at the box office, so how how could we not talk about it?
1: Yeah, we were going to do Moon Knight, but we decided to split up Morbius into six episodes and just talk about <laughs> different scenes, break them down yeah. minute by minute.
0: Yeah, really uh, get into the nitty-gritty.
1: It's it's not always that uh, we come across true cinematic brilliance. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. But before we jump into that, I want to I want to shout out a couple people. We got some messages while we were out from from several fans. I want to shout out our our fan from SoundCloud, user 733172973. Yeah, lots of people reaching out, making sure we weren't going anywhere, disappearing. Uh, just take a took a, a quick little break after Christmas, after Spider Man No Way Home came out. So, shout out to our SoundCloud fan, and also shout out to Matt Stockman who reached out to us as well. Um, once again, if you want to reach out to us on Twitter at Infinity Rewatch, or you can shoot us an email at. The Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. Might mention you, might not. Really depends on how I'm feeling or if I happen to check it. So, there's that.
0: Fair. That's the kind of honesty that you don't get with other podcasts.
1: That's right. We're not going <laughs> to bullshit you. This is a production, but you know, we we half-ass it from time to time. But
0: yeah, and uh, this this these next couple weeks for me uh, might be the lowest effort yet. So. <laughs> So I apologize. I'm going through a move right now, so my mind is scattered. But uh, but I'll do my best for uh, for you guys.
1: Your half best is always what we need. That's that's all we need. True. All right. So this year, let's see what we got lined up. We got the six episode. First season of Moon Knight. We don't know if there'll be a second season or not, but we got six episodes of that. The week of the sixth episode of Moon Knight coming out, we got Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. There will be a couple weeks' break there. Then we'll follow that up with Miss Marvel. In the middle of that series, Thor Love and Thunder comes out, which we haven't seen a trailer for yet. Um, you know, I actually was at the movie theater. I can't remember what movie I saw. I me. Mean, it was The Batman. And and we'll talk about that later. Um, And I was like, oh, my God, there's a Thor Love and Thunder poster up. How have I not seen it? And I was so confused because I was like, I should have seen this. I should have seen a million posts about this. And then I walked up closer to it. And it was this like some shitty like, you know, fan made poster that they had put up in the theater. I was like, this is like not like some like mom and pop own place. I couldn't believe that they had this fake movie poster up.
0: Yeah, I feel like I saw a story. I don't know if it's for that movie, or I guess that's a thing that some theaters do if they're just sick of waiting for a poster for a popular movie. They just fucking put up a fake one.
1: Yeah, they got to get people hyped on the Marvel shit, because that's where they're making all their money. Yeah,
0: true. Oh, my gosh. So, apparently,
1: so there's a big, huge break in between Miss Marvel and the next thing that we have, which would be Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Terrible title. Probably will be a fun movie. But we have a bunch of shows slash little movies that are supposed to come out that we haven't gotten dates for. Those being She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, I Am Groot. We will also get the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special sometime in December. There's also supposed to be a Halloween special, Werewolf... Uh, by Night. Werewolf at Night. Werewolf by Night. Uh, yeah. By Night. By Night. Thank you. Um, and then the other movie we will have in November is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. But who knows if that date will stick. So. Yeah. Lots of stuff to talk about. We just don't quite know where everything's going to be
0: yet. Yeah, I, which is fitting because Disney definitely does not either.
1: <laughs> yeah, things are bouncing around all over the place. It feels less planned than when we were in the midst of the whole pandemic when everything was
0: truly uncertain. But Yeah, it does. Because I think they now know that they can get away with it and, be, and people will uh, uh, honestly just not really care. There's no consequences. So, right. And I mean, like, listen, if it makes it better,
1: then let's just wait a little bit. Yeah, We don't want to Morbius this shit up, you know? Totally. Totally. (laughs) Sheesh. So, there's a lot of stuff that has happened since we were gone. I want to touch on just like some high level stuff and maybe some stuff that's happening right now so that we don't take up all the time. Cool. Um, You know, since we last left, Spider-Man No Way Home is sitting at a... Um, worldwide top lifetime gross of almost 1.9 billion dollars. Whoa! It is the sixth highest grossing film of all time. Whoa! Um, only a- ahead of it is Avatar, Avengers: Endgame, Titanic, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and Avengers: Infinity War. Wow! I mean, imagine if that shit came out when people were actively going to theaters
0: yeah that i think that would have had a run for uh top of all time maybe
1: uh, maybe crazy. or
0: at least second
1: it, it definitely would have been a couple slots higher yeah I think. it would have broken two billion
0: which yeah for sure it still might. crazy it still might yeah. i i'm waiting for 10 years from now when they, for some reason, find an excuse to re-release it in some weird meta new Marvel event.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the meta theater? Yeah. Jesus.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: but let's jump into what we're here to talk about, which is the post-credit scenes of Morbius. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> side story. I went to go get some hotcakes from McDonald's for breakfast this morning oh. because I'm a fancy motherfucker, okay?
0: And well, nothing uh, fancier got, than Mickey D's hotcakes.
1: That's right. Hell yeah, I'm getting a free hash brown with that shit. Um, also, just like I, I'm very, I'm not, I'm not usually the type of person to shout out a corporation because I usually <laughs> hate them, but the McDonald's app is the only app that gives me genuine benefits without having to spend a shit ton of money, and I will never use the drive through the normal way ever again wow that's good to know it's i highly recommend it it's amazing because you just you can order on your phone and then you just pull up and give them a code or you can have them walk it out to you if the line of the drive through is really terrible wow it's amazing so your food will never get fucked up again unless something else happens dang Um, it's good to know high praise okay (laughs) so the guy walks out my food and he's he sees I'm wearing a Marvel shirt. I wore a Marvel shirt today since we were doing the podcast. And he's like, You've seen Morbius? And <laughs> and I was just like, nah, man. And he's no. like, Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. And I was like, Yeah, I'm not seeing that shit. So very topical. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Eric, have you have you read or or seen the after credit scenes from this movie?
0: I haven't been able to find them. I've read just the universal hatred for them.
1: <laughs> okay, so let's, let's, spoilers, heavy spoilers for the movie no one wants
0: to see. Yeah. Who is seeing this movie, by the Dude, way? Dude, is it just, people you must know? be just desperate for entertainment, which is, which I guess is fine. If it's, if I think there's a difference between if you're going to see it because you want to see a good Marvel movie, God help you. But if you're going to see it because you're bored out of your mind and you just need something to do with like, a friend to go make fun of a movie then sure whatever but yeah i I live in an
1: age where there's so much um there's so much content you don't need to go see this movie yeah true (laughs) but hey you know to each their own i'm not gonna judge you um it's your time not mine so okay so there's two after credit scenes in in morbius and morbius is set in Kind of like that Venom verse that that Sony is trying to fuck up the MCU
0: with. Yeah, right? well, I think there's a lot of debate about that. Actually, <laughs> that that is that is one of the things that uh, I think the the post credit scenes, some of this discourse around it that I've seen. Um, The post-credit scenes just make that deliberately even more confusing. And then, I don't know if you saw this, the director came out and said something along the lines of, well, I certainly couldn't say if this was in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man universe. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just some shit like that.
1: Certainly not. (laughs) All right, so there's two credit scenes, both very similar. The first one... You see a purple, you know, rift, time rift, space, multiverse rift, similar to No Way Home. And it lets Adrian Toomes, also known as the Vulture, through the rift and into the Morbius slash Venom parallel universe. And it shows him in jail because that's where he was and in the MCU universe. Uh, But in this universe, he's not a criminal. So they just let him out. (laughs) Because that's what would happen right um we have no idea why that happens uh because in no way home the rift pulled people into the mcu and then sent them back where they came from and was like okay forget peter parker all that shit um so it doesn't really make too much sense why he'd be thrown in to that universe but we're there and so that happens um the second post-credit scene kind of is the extension on the first one And it's actually, they showed part of this in the trailer, which is wild to me. Um, So I guess Adrian Toomes has this idea that he wants to create a super villain team with Morbius and some other people. So like they're building up their own Sinister Six. And so he flies up. He has his whole suit. So he must have rebuilt his suit, which was built out of, you know, Battle of New York rubbish, which most likely doesn't exist in this parallel universe. Right. and he basically like, hey, we should team up, and then that's it. It's really fucking weird. Hey,
0: what are we, some kind of sinister six over here?
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, and his he has an upgraded suit. His mask looks a little more
0: vulture-esque. Yeah, I've heard I it's, I, I have not seen it, but... Uh, it's very
1: similar. I think, like, the suit itself looks good. Okay. It's fine. Uh, really, the confusing thing is just the whole concept of what they're doing. How does he even have a suit? You know, how does none of this makes any sense to me at all. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really feels like they asked like a, a middle school aged child to write some fan fiction. They're like, wouldn't it be cool if the vulture then gets pulled through and then they team up and it's just, that's, it's dumb. Yeah. It sounds it's tough. Really dumb. So that's that. I don't really know what else to say about it other than it's garbage.
0: Yeah, I mean it sounds horrible. Um I if you have a different opinion, I guess tweet us at Infinity Rewatch, but we will mercilessly make fun of you, probably. <laughs> yeah,
1: I would love if you guys want to send a tweet, an email, tell us why Morbius isn't garbage. If you want to defend this, I will air any defenses of Morbius on the next episode. So <laughs> I love it. I'm not expecting any, but hey, yeah. If you want to get talked about, if you got that ego, you need to you need to scratch it a little bit. You know, there you go. Love All it. right, let's talk about something that Eric is is actually going to be happy about, which is the Miss Marvel trailer. Mm. So, am, am we I going to be
0: happy about this?
1: No, absolutely not. <laughs> while we were out, the trailer for Miss Marvel was released. I, for one, huge Miss Marvel fan. Right. I, I bought the first issue, uh, you know, read, read the first series, read all the comments. I really liked it. I watched this trailer, guys. Oh, boy. I am worried. Yeah. I really don't get it. The trailer is definitely appealing to younger people. Yes. Okay. And Eric and I are boomers. So, um, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to not do? quite, but definitely m- not boomers, actually, but might as um, well be yeah so it's just like i don't i don't know how to describe it there's like speech bubbles in it and like all this weird animation it's over like that's
0: declassified school survival guide what what if yep. that was a superhero show yeah um it's like what if john watts but not charming in literally any way pretty much <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it's just, like, it's weird because, like, I like her
1: suit, especially in, like, the posters yeah, and Yeah, suit's fine. But I'm just, like, not really sold on it. It feels like a little half-baked and just a little too much on the nose,
0: maybe. I don't know. Yes. I'm, yeah. No, I think you nailed I think it's trying too hard is what I didn't
1: yeah, think about it. Yeah. I'm really hoping it's just, like, a trailer thing yeah could be i don't know if that's really possible a lot of people are still pissed about her powers being changed yeah i
0: i don't give a Um, shit about her powers being changed personally
1: i really don't think they would have ended up looking good it would have been like uh 2004's fantastic core yeah whatever year that movie came out yeah now i gotta check myself
0: and she (laughs) she did the embiggen in the in the trailer it's fine everybody can shut up it'll it'll be fine (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, you know,
1: obviously they're confident enough because she's going to be in the movie, uh, the Marvels, right? Yeah. With Captain Marvel and uh, Monica Rambo, right? So I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. It's just the trailer did the opposite of what it was meant to do for me personally. And yeah. I think for you as well, Eric, right? Yeah,
0: same. I didn't really have. I mean, I have nothing against the character of Miss Marvel, but I not really like a I I just don't know much about her. Um, so I didn't have any expectations either way. I wasn't expecting this to be like super good or super bad, but I watched that trailer and I was like, oh no, this might be super bad.
1: <laughs> yeah uh, I'm really hoping it's not. Yeah, we did but... get
0: some feedback on Twitter. I want to say from uh, Clay Scarface, who I believe so yeah, disagreed and uh he liked the trailer. So we might be the in in the minority here. But um but yeah, I it really didn't do it for me.
1: Yeah, me either. I tried watching it again this morning and uh I was just like it really hasn't gotten better, but we'll see. We'll see when it comes out. It could be another Falcon and the Winter Soldier situation. I don't know. Yeah? Yeah. Though I've seen I've seen people like viciously defending that that show on like Reddit, on Twitter, and I am just baffled by that.
0: Yeah, I um, I had to stop going on our uh, Infinity Watch Twitter because Marvel Twitter and like, look, I'm sure. It's toxic as fuck, dude. Like, these have got to be some of the most brain dead people I could ever imagine. There's thousands of them. Oh, my God. My partner God. and I got called
1: out for being toxic because we said that. Tom Hiddleston looked like he had a receding hairline in one
0: of the posters. I mean, that's a f- fact. That's a fact. Facts don't matter anymore. It's just feelings. It's just... Yeah, no. Twitter is actually the worst, and Marvel Twitter is maybe the worst of the worst. Um, yep. It's crazy. Oh. It is actually crazy. These people are parodies of themselves. It's And we'll talk about that even more
1: later, because I saw something come up yesterday that I thought was pretty funny. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) So, but let's go to something a little bit more your speed. Okay. And um, something that Disney is excelling at, which is character design. Oh. Because the new trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi came out, and we got our first look at the Grand Inquisitor. (laughs) Oh, no. And let me tell you, I've never been more hyped for a project in my life.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, I fucking, okay? I fucking, right I fucking hate this. Um, all right, here's the thing. I don't think every ca- live action Star Wars character needs to look exactly like how they looked if in their animated in the animated series if they debuted in the animated series. However, this character's alien race has been portrayed in live action 20 years ago to perfection basically and instead of doing that they got a guy with a fucking light bulb head and just like <laughs> face painted him the Star Wars cone head yeah didn't give him sith eyes i mean he looks he he does look awful and now listen i know what you're thinking boy Eric, you sure sound a lot like those dickheads on Twitter right now. I fucking know, man. I know. I get it. But yeah, it looks uh it looks bad. It just looks bad.
1: I am really hype for real about just Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. I love you and McGregor. Um did you happen to see um there was leaked footage that appeared to show uh Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader fighting. It's like a quick little 15 second clip.
0: Yes, but I also saw that um it seemed like that was probably fake.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised cuz you know, we we are in the week of April Fools Day, too. Yeah, true. So. True.
0: But but there's also a lot of like really pretty high quality like fan films with Darth Vader and I bet it was just for uh one of those. Um, Or or if it wasn't, that's fine. Like, it looked fine. It was just... It was, like, behind the scenes. It was hard to right. get much from it. But um, I would be pretty surprised if Obi-Wan and Darth Vader actually had a lightsaber duel in this show. Really? You think so? Huh? Yeah. I just don't see how or why <laughs> that would happen. I mean, they would see, have... See, to- like, I think
1: logically i would agree with you right like if i was writing the show i wouldn't want that but i feel like disney's like we can't have these two characters together and not have them have some fisticuffs you know what i mean
0: yeah maybe i think they could get away with it in like some kind of like weird force vision type of thing maybe um i, I would kind of like would the that. the
1: sequel the sequel things with like ray and uh what's his face
0: yeah and, Ki- and kylo and yeah, yeah, maybe something like that. Or even like this would be the one instance where I would not be mad about like a dream sequence or something. Um well there's a lot of I, I don't really mind dream sequences if they're done well. But uh but yeah, I, I I just don't see I mean they definitely couldn't fight on Tatooine, that's for sure. Right, yeah, so, you can't do that. Obi Wan gonna invade the Sith Inquisitor base? I doubt it. Like I don't know. I I just don't see how. Yeah, I mean, they like, could is do he just going
1: to be chilling the whole time on Tatooine? I think he'll until leave. He turns into Alec Guinness, you know. Yeah,
0: I think he'll leave Tatooine for a bit, but but maybe not. But
1: we'll see. Yeah, we'll see that uh, the date for that one got moved back, but uh, now they're premiering the first two episodes together. Uh, I think it got bumped from a Wednesday to a Friday. Yep, that's yep. So. Disney's trying to figure something. I don't really understand that whole idea, but I
0: think the only reason they did that is so they could do the actual debut during Star Wars Celebration that Friday.
1: Oh, okay, that explains yeah. that. So, all right, let's jump over to a whole other universe, the Batman. We have to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, um, it's been it's been pretty big. Um, Eric, you went to go see it, right? I did. I did go see it. It's made almost seven hundred million dollars. Wow. Um, so it's it's doing fairly well. Um I'm trying to think of how I want to tackle this whole thing. Um I thought the movie for me, if I was rating it on our scale, you know, from one to six infinity stones, mm-hmm. I think like I'm struggling between like a three and a four. I'd probably end up with a four maybe. But it's a week four.
0: Yeah, I, I might I might even give it a three.
1: It just, uh, I think I liked what they were trying to do, but it just felt like very surface level very similar to how I felt about Joker. It just felt like, Mm. okay, the concept I liked, but like you didn't really do it that well. Um, There was moments I liked with it, but it just felt like a retread of a lot of things I've seen before. And then it was so fucking long, dude. It didn't need to be that long.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if it... I bet that movie could have gone from five to amazing, from five, from fine to amazing, if they cut out, like, 45 minutes of it.
1: It I somehow, like, went into the theater not knowing the time. I usually am, like, so on top of how long this movie's going to be. I completely, like, missed that. And I literally was like, okay, like, the movie's wrapping up. This is interesting. Okay, I wonder how they're going to tie that. And then the third act started. Yeah, (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck, like... This is crazy, you know. Um it was just weird, but like I feel like overall the movie was fine. Oh my god, dude, Mia was like after like the first 40 minutes she was like I think I need to like go to the bar for a bit. But then like <laughs> some stuff started to happen so she stayed and I was like, you know what? I don't even blame her. This girl sat through Eternals and was fine and she couldn't handle like the first 40 minutes.
0: Of the Batman because it was just very slow. Yeah, I no question. Eternals is a better movie than the Batman, in my opinion, which is insane. Um, right. Yeah, but like, but I think they s- see. I don't know if I if I agree with what you said. Where I think it the concept was strong for the movie. I just didn't like it. Like, it's just everything was so fucking orange. And it's yeah. like black yep. and orange. And it's like. I, w- like, we get it. Batman's dark. Like, stop it with this shit. I wish. I OK, here's. First of all, make a Batman movie with Robin. You absolute pussy. Yes,
1: yes. Like 100 percent, dude.
0: I'm so sick of this brooding. Dark night bullshit. It's like. It's not enjoyable <laughs> and, and like you said it's there's no absolutely nothing new in this movie we have seen everything in this movie in the batman universe before for sure and done better for sure
1: right right and, you know and i'm with you i think the concept was fine i want a batman detective movie i do want yeah first sh- yes. but, but this felt like a retread of the movie seven That wasn't nearly as good with like a bunch of like jigsaw traps from the Saw franchise thrown in. And then, you know, you got like the the Gotham weather reporters like turns out today it's going to be dark and rainy and will be that way for the rest of your (laughs) lifetime. And, you know, it's just the corruption stuff. I get it. Gotham's corrupt and shit. But like we've seen that like done ad nauseum. You can still have it. But like, you know, we've seen all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so it just wasn't any better than what we'd had seen. And... And then it it was just three hours long of just the same old thing.
0: Yeah, yep. We've never seen Batman with Doc Martens. I'll give him that. (laughs) And I will say, uh, I thought Robert Pattinson was good, if not great. Yes. Yeah, he was Um, great. I I thought the Riddler was okay. Like, I didn't dislike him. I didn't like him, yeah. He just was nothing. Like, it's... Every Batman villain forever, unfortunately, is gonna be compared to Heath Ledger, and they're just, they're never gonna measure up. And it's like, or at least they haven't measured up yet. Um, And it's just such a bummer, because even, and then the leaked scene, which I'm sure everybody's seen, of the Joker, Dude, the new oh Joker, it's like, so he's just doing a weird heath ledger impression and it's like he not very well yeah and it's like he's super like scarred and and disfigured which i guess is fine but like the joker like needs some swag to him like how it's like this is clearly not a universe where there's like a harley quinn (laughs) because who the fuck i mean no offense but Come on, there's got to be some realism here. It's like, I don't know. I I don't like that interpretation of the Joker at all. It's just. I thought the Penguin was great. Yeah, but but also 100% inconsequential. They they should have removed the Penguin from that movie. I like the Penguin, but he had no business being there, and it would have cut
1: what was the whole the whole falcone thing the falcon falcone oh my god yeah the rat with
0: wings was a falcon or something get the fuck out of here
1: (laughs) you know what i just realized while listening you talk about the riddler too the riddler and his entire scheme in this movie it reminded me of uh, like a, a shitty Law and Order SVU episode from like when the internet started becoming a thing, <laughs> where they're like, the killer's posting the videos online, but we can't find out where he's at. Yeah, yeah. Try to track him, you know. Like it was like that's what it reminded me of. Also, like Gotham, man, you can't you can't just place like eight bombs and then have the entire city flood. Can like we figure something out there, fellas? Because that's extremely poor planning. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean the whole movie. It's like, it's like that reminded me of like the worst parts of the Dark Knight Rises, where it's like shit. Yes, and and the worst part of any Batman story, which is stuff just happens because Batman. Batman writers never feel like they need to justify their choices ever, and it is infuriating. Like, just write a real story. It doesn't have to make. real world sense but it has to make a little bit of sense like just a little bit
1: yeah like the schemes get way too blown out of proportion it's like he's going from just like killing some dudes that are corrupt to now it's like I'm setting off these bombs we're gonna flood all this stuff and it's just like you know you could just shoot somebody I don't know wait until they're walking across the street or something
0: I don't know it's also every single extra and cop in that movie had the most laughable accents. I don't know why more people aren't talking about this, but I just remember every single one like,
1: hey oh hey, it's the Batman hey it's the bat hey like
0: why are you talking to him? <laughs> dude it is uh that really was uh, pretty jarring to me as well.
1: Yeah, it's it was an interesting an interesting thing. I probably won't really watch that movie ever again. Maybe once. No,
0: I have no interest. But I would die for Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. She was great for
1: sure. I do like the idea of Robert Pattinson just like waiting in the darkness until people show up.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good shit. Just gotta wait here a few
1: more minutes. All right, let's keep jumping through. We got a few more things. All right, um, Doctor Strange. In the Multiverse of Madness, several trailers have come out, seemingly confirming the Illuminati, which is fucking crazy, first of all. Um, But there are rumors now. Obviously, we heard Professor X's voice um, in the trailer. Rumors are the rest of the Illuminati will be Captain Carter, played by Haley Atwell. We don't know if that's the same one that we saw in Marvel's What If. Balder the Brave, Thor's other brother that has never been in the MCU. Mm. Um, Monica Rambo. Uh, who we saw in WandaVision. Um, Baron Mordo, kind of like a master Baron Mordo. And then possibly a variant of Tony Stark, maybe played by Tom Cruise. Who knows? Yeah. But we are weeks away from this movie coming out. Very hyped on it, but also very worried.
0: Yeah, I'm not stoked for that lineup i had not heard that that is bu- definitely the b team illuminati for sure <laughs> yeah seeing as it usually
1: oh also there was rumors of reed richards I-, I left that one out big one um in the comics it's made up of professor x doctor strange black bolt reed richards namor the submariner and iron man
0: and um, even sometimes uh, t'challa sometimes uh, i mean there's it's you know beasts wasn't yep, it yep, for yep. a bit
1: actually uh Captain America was in it before yep. as well. Before they kicked him out because he was a little too wholesome. Yep. <laughs>
0: so, there's that. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of smoke behind this Tom Cruise fire. I hope it's true. I'd love to see Tom Cruise as a as a Tony Stark. I think he'd be great. I think,
1: I think we'll definitely get some sort of variant of of Iron Man, just based off of kind of the Iron Legion type, like robots yep. we saw in the trailer. Yep. Um, but I would be very surprised to see Tom Cruise actually show up really so you think it would be
0: someone else
1: I have no idea who it's gonna be All right. I I just I, can't, I just imagining Tom Cruise show up is crazy to me I think I think it's gonna be Tom Cruise as Tony Stark I guess he has played some wacky rules before and so hey why He's not played- I don't think Disney's ever really done him too wrong right no
0: yeah yeah so
1: we will see a few weeks away from that um we now have all of the Netflix Marvel shows on Disney Plus.
0: Yeah, we do. Um,
1: they've been put under the the Marvel banner under the Defenders saga, um, and so that's happening. There apparently there was a lot of people pissed because of how um, you know uh, graphic those shows are. But Disney's also rolled out um, some you know like parental control type stuff. Um, they actually got into some trouble because some fans found out that Disney plus had an edited version of the Falcon and the winter soldier that took out blood that took out like people getting, you know, stabbed and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, however, they came out and said it was some sort of error. So maybe Disney might be moving towards having like a uh, more edited down content for, you know, kids versus like the full mature audience. I don't know. It seems like they're kind of heading that way though, based off the scenes that we saw.
0: Yeah, that would be really, really interesting if they just have like two versions of shows <laughs> like the, the real version and then the censored version for the kids.
1: Uh, yeah, it is weird because the scene that they censored like they
0: by far they not the most violent scene in that show. Not even right. Close. Yeah.
1: Well, they just like show like this guy getting knocked out rather than killed. But regardless the building that he's in burns down, like, the next scene, <laughs> so yeah. no matter what, he gets burned to death or just his corpse gets burned to death, so, you know, it's, it's that type of stuff's always funny to me. It's just yeah.
0: like, you know. I mean, American censorship rules are fucking idiotic to begin with. They make absolutely no sense, uh, no matter how you slice it, so whatever.
1: Yep. I will always go back to the example of the TV show Hannibal yeah, on NBC. Yep. <laughs> they had too much of a woman's naked body showing when she was dead, so they just poured blood all over her and the censor said, "All right, it's fine." Yeah. Fun.
0: Classic. That's classic America. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Don't show them titties, just show the blood. <laughs> yeah. All right. Apparently, a daredevil TV show or movie is reportedly in development, so that's
0: happening. Do a no movie. shocker there.
1: Yeah, I really hope it's a movie. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be a show yeah, first. Yeah, probably. Bro. Um, he is slated to show up in his original yellow and red costume in She-Hulk, apparently. Oh, but uh, I would love it. We'll see. We'll see. Apparently, Daredevil star Charlie Cox had never seen the Ben Affleck Daredevil film before. He said he didn't really like the movie too much. He thought it was trying to do too much, which is probably fair criticism. He thinks Ben Affleck was a really good Matt Murdock, but he said the suit sucks. <laughs> uh and you know what charlie cox i think your suit sucks i love daredevil he's my favorite character i've never thought that that suit like every single picture and still i've seen of him in that suit i'm always like eh, yeah it's n- it just doesn't really fit right where i feel like okay you know ben Affleck is like all that leather shit it's very like early 2000s but like at least it looks like it's fitting him and I don't know. It makes sense to me, I guess.
0: But Yeah, I think I don't mind the Affleck suit, but I don't like the cowl, particularly the eyes. Yes. The eyes creep yeah. me out.
1: But it is it is a little bit different. But I'll tell you what, I really hope that they they redo the whole Daredevil suit because it just doesn't feel quite right.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm super stoked to see the yellow one, if that is true.
1: Yeah, I hope so, too. There's there's been some people saying like, uh, I guess some people were worried about the quality of She-Hulk and they said some parts of it weren't working how they expected. Um, Mm. But who the who the fuck knows? It's all just rumors. They're just scraping for information at this point. So, yeah, that
0: that would be a bummer. I am uh, really excited for that one. I mean, the trailer can't be worse than this. No, right. Well, you'd hope not. Well,
1: thankfully, there's there's a shred of good news out there. I was really not looking forward to going to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but now that I learned that the Avatar True trailer is debuting in front of it, I'll actually have something to look forward
0: to. Oh man! So talk about uh, movies and shows directed towards children. The only promotional material I've seen for Avatar Two so far is just a photo of it. Looks like what if the hunt, the Hunger Games, but elementary school children. <laughs> pretty much uh, oh my god i hope that movie flops harder than any movie in the history of cinema
1: let me tell you if if this news came out 12 years ago i might have been a little bit excited (laughs) yeah right that movie came out in 2009
0: holy shit yeah what a different world and even then it's like everybody saw it but nobody gave a shit about it it's,
1: it was more about just like this is a this is new technology yeah. this is a 3D experience you have to experience
0: it in the theater. And it wasn't you know, even good. It's, it's like now now we live in a world with the Oculus Quest. Nobody gives a fuck about 3D glasses in a movie theater. Like exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: Dude, did I ever tell you the story of when I saw Captain America the First Avenger in the theaters? And it was 3D, but the 3D (laughs) machine was fucked up. So you like legit, I'm not even fucking around. You legit had to wear the glasses upside down. Otherwise, it would like give you a headache. Oh my God. They tried resetting it three times. And they're like, we're just going to need you to flip them upside down. Dude,
0: Dude. that is so brutal.
1: Dude, it was it was rough. (laughs) That was back when they were still trying to do 3D releases for movies. What a time. Yep, good times. All right, two more items from me. Apparently a Nova series is headed to the MCU from the writer from Moon Knight. Her name is, his name, her name, I don't know, Sabir Pirzada, I feel really bad. I don't know if that is a man or a woman, but one of the writers of Moon Knight um, is on board to write the Nova series. So that's pretty cool,
0: big character. Yeah, that makes me think... um... Maybe it'll be more of a rich, <laughs> my boy Dick Rider. <laughs> maybe it'll be more Dick of a Rider. Dick Rider series rather than a uh, what's his name, Sam, the little one, Sam El. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe both. I could see them definitely do both. I, yeah, yeah, I think I think both would be. Yeah, now that I think about it, do we really have any stories that are like soup Well, I guess Hawkeye could. You can make an argument. Hawkeye was, but like, yeah, yeah like a parent-child kind of relationship. I think that'd be cool.
1: I could definitely see them, like, going through the Richard Rider, like, okay, like Thanos destroyed Xandar, he got these powers, and then, like, coming to Earth, and then it kind of
0: does the Hawkeye. Yeah, thing, yeah. It right? means, like, I'm retired. And the kid's yeah. like,
1: I'm going to steal your helmet, yay! <laughs> yep, <laughs> pretty much. Getting all the young heroes in there so they can do some sort of- Yeah, new Avengers. Know, Marvel champions yeah. or young Avengers, so. All right, we're going to end it off with- Samuel L. Jackson just won an Oscar, lifetime achievement Oscar, long deserved. Okay. Apparently, he said he was a little bit hesitant to star in a DC Comics movie. This is his quote. He said, but I don't know that I'm going to read a DC script that's going to make me go, yeah, this is dope.
0: Because
1: you expect things to happen. Because look, I'm a comic book fan. I've been reading comic books forever. But I don't know what the thing is with DC cinematically. (laughs) And I was like, "Yep."
0: Oh man, that is so. I'm right there with true, you, Sam. But so true, yeah.
1: Dude, uh, they're just struggling. Yeah. I don't really understand it. I don't understand it at all. But uh, I and apparently uh, the guy that plays the Flash, he just got arrested again or something, which is kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, they are they're in fucking shambles. I just, it, really, anybody who tries to do, it's like it's so crazy how much further ahead of Marvel is from anyone else trying to do superhero movies. I mean, it is truly not close. Sony bag of burning dog shit. Uh, DC, maybe not quite that bad, but it's pretty fucking bad. Still like, I, I don't know. It's just a tough look, but shout out to Marvel. It, man. Is,
1: it is wild. that like a company that literally didn't have a studio, you know, I don't know. Maybe that helps them. They they cut out all that bloat and all the bullshit um, and just had a single vision. But, man, yeah. They've been ahead of each other. And no no one – they've had over a decade, right? We're coming up on 15 years here of the MCU. And still no one can replicate anything. Even outside of superheroes, they can't really replicate it. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars is kind of doing its thing, which is kind of similar. But the cohesion is still not there, right? No one – no one has replicated a cinematic universe, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, it is it is uh really pretty incredible.
1: All praise out to Kevin Feige. Shout out. All right. That's everything I had for news. Eric, is there anything else you had to add?
0: No, I just was gonna bitch about the Inquisitor for a little bit, but uh <laughs> but we but we already did that. It looks so fucking bad. Just just make design your characters better for these shows. It's just that is just. I will say that
1: uh, what was the guy that showed up at the end of Boba Fett? What was his Cad name Cad Bane? Cad Bane. People were bitching about that, and that, they did not deserve that.
0: I thought he looked great. Mm, I don't know. He didn't look as bad as the Inquisitor did, but he didn't look great. And and the fact that like here's what annoys me is Disney will put out these episodes with these half-assed characters, and then. Some 14 year old with fucking Adobe Premiere makes it look a thousand times better within three hours and post it on YouTube. That annoys me. Like, Disney, get your head out of your ass and just do it right. Like, do it the best it can be. And it's like. I will say props on Disney for hiring that kid that did the,
1: yeah, uh, Luke. the Luke Skywalker yeah. because he looked. I only watched two episodes of Boba Fett because you told yes. me to. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it because Eric's saying this shit's yes. great. Holy shit, that was yeah. Amazing. Luke <laughs> yeah. Skywalker looked so fucking good. I was blown yeah. away. unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable stuff.
1: And so props for them for being like, hey, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. But apparently these people do. I feel like there's way too many barriers of entry for like really
0: talented people like that. Sometimes. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. It's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just corporate uh, fuckery, which anybody who works for a large corporation knows exactly what we're talking about. <sighs> Fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, all <for> right.
1: Sure. <laughs> Let's jump right into the topic for today. We had lots to catch up on, but now we're going to jump right into episode one of Moon Knight.
0: Yeah dude yeah
1: i did not have on my bingo card homie's gonna fill his sandals up with broken glass and start walking around
0: (laughs) yeah yeah wild way to start the show for sure i kind of loved it though because i'm like okay
1: this guy's fucked man this guy's is just completely fucked. And that was a very
0: easy way to show that without saying anything. Exactly. I think it was a brilliant way to show that this guy is not a scam artist. He really believes in what he is uh, peddling clearly. Cause why else would you do that? If you didn't <laughs> dude
1: fucking weird. So that was Ethan Hawke's Arthur Harrow. This is his name. Um, so we see him drink out of a glass. He kind of like puts his fingers in. It. I was like, dude, wash your hands. Um, <laughs> Drinks it, smashes it, puts it in his sandals, walks away. He's in, like, some Egyptian-looking place. Egypt's all over, man. Apparently, when you have an Egypt-centered hero, everyone's talking Egypt. Um, So (laughs) we jump to London, and we see Stephen Grant uh, with the weirdest accent ever. And he's, like, he has one leg strapped to his bed. He has, like, a ring of sand around his bed. He has, like, seven locks on his doors, and he has, like, tape on the edge of his door so that he
0: knows that he, like, didn't go anywhere in his sleep, I guess? Yeah, so at this point, in the beginning of the episode, he seems to think he has a sleeping disorder. He—I think he phrased it as, like, my body—like, my mind goes to sleep, but my body just needs to, like, keep moving, and so that's what he thinks is happening to him uh early on, which I thought was interesting.
1: Yeah, it was, the, the part that was weird about me is like, okay, so he thinks that's going on, but like I feel like if you were getting up though still, you could just come back in and just reattach all those things.
0: Yeah, I think but if you like if you are like a if you have like a drastic sleepwalking disorder, I think the logic is like it would take higher brain function to unlock yourself from a from a you know leg cuff all that shit
1: yeah <laughs> yeah no i i totally get that for sure it was definitely a, an interesting intro he has like a goldfish that has one fin yeah and he was talking to his mom on a phone and it just the conversation just seemed really unrealistic to me
0: yeah very uh one sided <laughs> yep spoiler 100%. alert his mom's probably not real
1: <laughs> yep that's that's my guess as well yeah. so he leaves his house there's a guy selling brooms in front of his house i thought that was a little funny. he's like still selling brooms in front of my house you know just chilling here don't have a problem with it you know weird weird thing he's a weird dude yeah um, i kind of love so him though. He run- he's very endearing yeah, no, I I think he's like a really interesting character. Yeah. He's kind of funny. I he's he seems just like the everyman, and everyone's trying to get him down, but he's not going. to yeah. really. um, he's super tired. He's like falling asleep on the bus, and then he gets to his job at a, a museum that's just focused on things from Egypt.
0: It seems. So yeah, I wonder if yeah i i'd be interested to is it like an egypt centric museum or does he just work in like the egypt part it seemed like the front of it it, all the
1: banners were about egypt he walks in he sees the girl putting like gum in like the the pyramids of giza and then he starts like giving her a tour but then he gets yelled at because he's not a tour guide he just works yeah and his like boss is this like the biggest bitch ever but i love her Because you could tell she just has to put up with his shit all the time. So
0: yeah, I mean it's oh. got to be tough to have an employee that just doesn't show up all the time, <laughs> or shows Wonder up late. Yeah,
1: happens. yeah, we'll find out. But he's he's at the gift shop desk, and this like pretty attractive tour guide comes up and was saying like, "Hey, we're we still on for Friday. We're going to go to the steakhouse." And he doesn't even remember asking her out on a date. Also, a little tidbit: he's a vegan. And apparently, and he asked her to go to a steakhouse Mm. for dinner. So he's like a little confused there. Time passes. And then we have this weird sequence where he's like recapping his day to like a street performer that's pretending to be a statue. And it's just another completely one sided conversation (laughs) where he's just sitting, eating dinner, talking to a street performer and the street performer never talks back once.
0: Yeah, it's I thought this was an interesting scene too because I again it's just like the character, this Stephen Grant's persona is so endearing because people like came up and like asked him for a picture he's like oh yeah no problem I'll take the picture and then they're about to walk away and he's like oh don't don't forget to tip this guy so he's like he's just like a super nice guy he seems like just like yeah I don't know I I really uh really fell in love with steven grant
1: yeah yeah it's all like positive all super wholesome. Yeah. Shit, which is good <laughs> yeah and then he like he gives the street performer food and then tips him when he leaves too and so um super nice guy so after that scene we see this quick little sequence where like it's time to go to bed like for normal people quote unquote um and he starts listening to this thing it's like how to stay awake like start doing puzzles so he's like has a He has a little Rubik's cube and then it's like, read a book. And he's like reading all these books about like Egypt and stuff like that. So we understand now how he's, how he knows all this information about Egypt. He was, you know, giving the girl this little tour with all this information. So clearly he's just spending all this time reading this stuff. Um, But then he basically just like wakes up somewhere totally not near London, it looks like looks like maybe switzerland yeah possibly. like the alps he's in something. like mountains yeah yeah it's like it's crazy completely change of scene so he you know he thinks he's like dreaming or something he doesn't know where he's at um and then we hear a voiceover that where you just hear someone say like surrender the body to mark oh god the idiot's in control <laughs> which was very interesting um, and he opens up his palm and he has what looks like a, like an Egyptian little gold scarab, I think they yep. call
0: it. That's correct.
1: And he's just all confused. He's like, where am I? What is this voice? Cause he, he acknowledges that he hears it. And then he like looks up this like very Swiss looking castle house kind of thing. And he just waves at these dudes. The guy kind of like waves back and then another guy comes like, what are you doing? And then they start shooting at him. So this is kind of like where kind of like some little chase action sequence starts. I'll, I'll pause there just in case you had anything you
0: wanted to add. Here. Yeah, so in general, I really really liked this episode a lot, but this the voice and this following chase scene were my least favorite parts. Well, parts of the chase scene I I didn't like, but Man, I fucking hate that voice. Oh my god, this guy's got Optimus oh, really? Prime in his head. I fucking, I couldn't get over it. It was mixed so badly. It sounded so goofy. Uh I hated it. I really hate the. Is it Kanshu? Is that his name? Oh yeah, I always say like Kanshu. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Khonshu. Um. Yeah, hated the voice. Like zero out of ten. <laughs> I really hope that guy yeah, does it's... not talk much. It's not what I expected
1: the voice to sound like. I'm not really sure what I expected it to sound like, but it was a little bit interesting. Yeah,
0: it's so, like it sounds like Optimus Prime, w- and I hate it.
1: Thankfully, I can't remember what Optimus Prime Just sounds like, like that. so that maybe that's maybe that's helping me quite a bit.
0: So, Grab the Allspark, um, Sam.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Those movies, man. Um so we find out that like this town, we'll just say it's in the Swiss Alps. I I think that's where it's supposed to be. This town is basically like Arthur Harrow's like little cult town, I guess. seems like he's kind of in charge of most of the people there. Um, Some dudes are chasing him. So uh, Stephen kind of comes to like the city square and Arthur is, I don't even know how, he's like kind of talking to all these people and he's basically, it seems he's like a, a vessel for the Egyptian god Amit. Yeah. And we learn later in the episode that Amit was kind of banished by the other Egyptian gods because she wanted to basically judge people and say you're either going to be a good person or a bad person, whether it was in the past, the present, or the future. And if, if you were considered a bad person at any point in your life, even if you've been good up until now, then you should like go die, basically. Is that a fair... Assessment you think. Yeah,
0: yeah, I i think so. And I think once again, I don't know if I totally disagree with that premise. <laughs> which I like, which is there's so many MCU villains where I'm like, uh, I see the point, kinda.
1: It's a weird thing, it's very minority yeah, report, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it's like if we're so,
0: assuming because here's an here's a thing that we can get into if you want. It's like are these real gods? Is Thor a real god? And if he's not, are these real gods? What is a real god versus an omnipotent alien that, you know, yeah, it's like... Yeah,
1: I see it as more of omnipotent aliens more than anything. I don't think Thor's really a god. Like, what defines a god?
0: But do you, then do you think... So I agree. But do you think these Egyptian gods are real gods? No no i don't okay think so. do you think they're also like just like dimensional well, like, beings of some kind or something like that
1: yeah i'm I, mean, I would just like i guess like you can consider them gods from the fact that they, okay let's imagine there's how many are there like nine or something i um, mean i think there's like hundreds mm-hmm. and so i think if they're like interdimensional or space whatever whatever they are they're like powerful beings that have like special powers yeah right um and so then maybe the Egyptians worship worship them because they had special powers. So to like to them they're gods, right? They're super powered, special beings, right? But to me it's no different than being, uh, you know, just a superhero in itself. Where it's just here's a being with enhanced abilities. Yeah. That's really all you are. People can worship you all you want,
0: but you're just someone with special right, powers. Right. Right. Okay. So do you? Uh, no, I talk I, I talk myself out of my argument so uh, I, I was just thinking it's like if an Egyptian God is truly omnipotent whether they are a a, tr- a god whatever that means or just a being a powerful being if they are truly omnipotent do they deserve the right to prejudge people? I think maybe mm. so
1: okay so if you're omnipotent you have all the power mm. right? However, I, for one, don't believe – I don't believe that there really could even be any being that would see a definite future, right? Kind of like how Doctor Strange saw all the different futures. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't think there's one path, one line in which someone could look at and say, this is what the future is going to look like and it'll never change. And so that's why I don't believe in Amit's powers of judgment, right? So – okay Um,
0: that's okay
1: that's my only problem no that's a good if you were
0: judging based on the past that's a very superhero argument i like i like that i think i think i could be convinced to that to that side of things but i also understand amit's uh vendetta as i understood Thanos's, and as i understand a lot of the best villains in the mcus And it's interesting how they present this as like the first
1: time in this episode, because we see like a village square and Arthur Harrow walks up. He has like his little cane and he has like the most judgy tattoo ever, which is just a little scale, (laughs) um, which I thought was interesting. And so he's like, does anyone like he asks for anyone that wants to present themselves to be judged? And this guy comes up and he holds their hand and he kind of puts his his little cane in their hand and and like it kind of rocks it back and forth like a scale and then he has a a tattoo of a old style scale on his arm and it starts moving back and forth and then it kind of like turns green and he's like in he's like you are a good man and then the guy just walks away and everyone's happy and then another <laughs> old woman comes up same thing happens but instead of it turning green it turns red and he's like i'm so sorry he, and she's like i've been good my whole life and he's like i believe you but you know judgment is final and then she like like decays and dies immediately yeah and so it's really really weird like one how is she dying two like what is she gonna like i I don't know what is this old old woman gonna do in her future that's so terrible i guess and is this bullshit or not
0: yeah that is that is the question because it's hard to imagine that uh like you said, us, if we are to believe that that woman has led a good life up to that point and her judgment was based on something that was going to happen in the future, <laughs> what could it possibly be? It's so like, right. so if Amit's judgment is that uh, poor, then yeah, maybe, I, I I don't know. I guess it remains to be seen, Um
1: and so, like, is Arthur, like, an avatar of Amit, then? Like, you know, like, how is his power working? You know, how did he get his cool little color-changing tattoo that moves at free will? Yeah, you know? I
0: think he probably is an, an avatar for Amit, because I was thinking maybe he's just a guy who's using that as, like, a an... Ex- not an excuse i guess an excuse well, this is cult leader
1: bullshit yeah. you know you just you get what you want by manipulating yeah people.
0: but i feel like kanshu wouldn't be involved if amit wasn't also involved in some way.
1: yeah no i think that's totally fair so after the woman dies uh the guards come up and they're like well he got away and so arthur says something like praise to amit everyone gets like on their knees and he's just standing there he's like oh bollocks <laughs> forgot to step down you know and so he's like give me back the scarab and it seems like steven is like all on board with like hey let me give it back but the voice is like do not give him the scarab yeah. um and he's like unable to open his fist to really hand over the scarab a very all. uh and
0: spider-man versus dr strange little sequence <laughs>
1: yes oh my god that's really funny i didn't even think about that but that's totally true um And so they start chasing him, but then we get this crazy scene where he's like running away and there's a car chase, but like he'll black out and then come back and then like he's just surrounded by like dead, bloody bodies. (laughs) And clearly someone else has taken control and just beat the shit out of these guys. Um, He steals this cupcake truck that is ridiculous looking and they basically have this crazy car chase down like a very windy mountain road and um, while that's happening he blacks out again and you know comes back and all the dudes are dead again kind of thing Um, but eventually he just wakes up and he's back in his apartment again
0: yeah okay so my thoughts about this scene I the only thing maybe I'm just putting too much Though that was maybe some of the worst car CGI I've ever seen in the last five to ten years, um, hilariously bad. I could not yeah, it believe, wasn't, yeah, uh, that that wasn't like like that looked like what it should look like before they do the final special effects. It, it was it looked like they just didn't even bother to finish it. So that. Really, really fucking annoyed me, and it annoyed me so much that it almost ruined the scene for me. However, I, what I loved about this scene was I loved all like the blinking in and out of um, of consciousness. I like the effect. Yeah, for it. like really yeah. good sound design, really good um, idea, and really clever to have like almost all the action happen off screen. Uh
1: yeah, I thought that was a really interesting yeah. choice, right? Because usually people want to see the action, but it would just, you know, I don't even know what that sound is and just be like duh, 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 and then yeah. you know, he'd black out kind of thing. Um, super good though. But yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't see any of the action sequences, which I thought was an interesting choice, but I actually kind of
0: liked it in this instance. Yeah, because it really I think it did a couple things. It made me feel for Steven, because I cause it's like as viewers, especially if you know about Moon Knight, it's like we knew what was happening there, but but even still, you get to experience it through Steven being terrified and confused.
1: Um uh, yeah, I think the director really wanted us to empathize with him and this is probably the one episode we'll, where we'll get that where it's like this is all from his point of view we want you to be just as confused as he is and understand like the fear that he's experiencing because he's not doing any of this right right, right. you only get the one side you know for this episode
0: yeah i i really uh i really loved that idea as a as a storytelling device a lot the only thing i hated was i mean go like if if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I didn't really notice how bad. Just go back and just look at the cars. It, it's really, really, really bad. <laughs> like really fucking bad. Yeah, it's I'm wondering. I don't know.
1: Like, I feel like special effects has gone down a little bit ever since um, 2020 kind of started. It's like they're just not able to do as much. It yeah, could be or something could be. But yeah, I, I can definitely agree with you there. So um, <laughs> the whole concept of a cupcake truck is interesting, too. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. At one point, he, like, grabbed a cupcake. I'm like, why is there an open cupcake in this truck right now?
0: Yeah, it was the but, driver you know, getting high off, off his own supply. He's fucking just eating to, cupcakes. Some
1: things you have to just let go, I guess, <laughs> and, you know, make peace with it. But yeah, yeah I was like, okay, what is this? Ridiculous. <laughs> um, okay, so he wakes up. He's back in London, and he's like, okay, like, crazy dream, right? Um, but he looks in his fish tank, and he's like, this is not the same fish. Like, this has two fins, not one. Um, and so he goes to, like, this pet store, and he's, like, talking. He's like, I had, like, this fish, but what?" The pet store lady said that he came in yesterday. And she's like, you came in yesterday. You said you had a different fish. Seems like something's not right with you. And he's all confused, all right? So... He's like, oh shoot, what time is it? And he realizes he's gonna be late for his date, so he runs off. Um, this whole time he has like his fish in like a blender little container, which is freaking me out. I'm like, don't blend this fucking fish, please. <laughs> yeah, okay, <it's> stressing <laughs> me out. Um, but he shows up to the steakhouse, he's sitting there, and then his date never shows up. So he's all confused. And he calls her, and he's like, It's steak time. He's like, Where yet? It's steak time. <laughs> and um she's like yeah it was stake time two days ago and he's like what do you mean he's like it's friday friday comes after thursday right and uh she's like yeah too bad that doesn't change the fact that today is sunday so he's like lost like two whole days that he doesn't recall and so now it's clear like it wasn't a dream you know you were in the swiss alps doing all that crazy shit um and that scene kind of ends he's like the kitchen's closing soon sir would you like a steak he's like yeah I would like a steak and then he's like which kind would you like he's like the the best bit Yeah. and he's like all right center cut fillet and he's like how would you like that done and he's like done very good yeah. <laughs> he like doesn't even like know how to talk it's like really weird
0: um and this so this waiter so I've seen I've seen some talk about this and I fully support it this waiter Serves this steak well done, yeah. Which is, I was like, what the fuck? disgusting and insane. Yeah. Uh, not how
1: much, I mean, that steak would cost so much money,
0: yeah. For if, first of all, eat your steaks medium all the time, or yep. like at worst, medium well, never ever ever order a steak well done, or you are a monster. Um, medium, all the way. I'm right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm big fan of of medium steak. But, uh, but despite that, before we move on from this scene, this might have been my favorite scene in the episode because of how goddamn good Oscar Isaacs is at acting. Um, I was fucking devastated for this character at this point. Uh, just like his emotion, just sitting there, like you can really just see his mind reeling. Of like, I don't know. It's like I felt like I could like He's hear struggling that. to comprehend like what the fuck is happening. Yeah, I think right? it was part like what's happening in part. I can't believe I keep fucking my life up like this, and part just so many emotions on on his face and just like I don't know. I mean, top 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 tier acting from Oscar Isaacs in in that scene. It really really impressed me. Yeah, I I really
1: liked it, too. You could definitely feel just, like, this man is desperate to just be normal Yeah, and just have, like, a normal life, but, like, he's exhausted all the time. He's, like, missing, like, complete days of his life. He doesn't know, like, what the fuck's going on. Like, you could definitely feel the desperation, which was good, I think, which kind of goes to, like, the whole... You know, we don't see the action of stuff outside of him and you and you get to be in his shoes of like, if this was happening to you, you'd be fucking devastated. Yeah. Because you have no control. You're completely void of any control. He can't even go on a date without fucking that up because, you know, the time he has is two days ago. You
0: know, it's crazy. And as we talk this through, I'm now realizing like, obviously the whole show is kind of addresses mental health in a way where clearly the main character has uh I think it's called dissociative identity disorder nowadays um yep. and but schizophrenia I believe Oh yeah yeah and yeah I guess yep. depending on how you interpret his his visions <laughs> yeah right. um but I think it also could very just the way you describe that I mean it could very easily be seen as just a metaphor for just regular old run-of-the-mill depression of just, like, yeah, like, you're exhausted all the fucking time. Sometimes you just, like, I mean, you you just feel like you don't have control of your life, just shit like that. And then, what I think will be interesting, as the series continues, is, like, but this character, like, there is a part of this character that is, you know, a superhero. And it's, like, it's, like, you. I wonder if we'll get to see that character become desperate to embody more of those traits, or like if he will be frightened of that side of himself. I don't know. It's, it's super. I mean, I, I'm just so interested by this first episode, and really interested to see where it'll uh, where it'll go.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot to build on. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So I 100% agree with everything you just said for sure um I'm trying to think where do we leave off back at the apartment right yep, um yep. He, you know the fish was messed up okay so he he's looking around in his uh, in his apartment and he sees like these like scratch marks on the floor um and can tell that like he had pulled this table over several times. so he's like, what's up with that um and <laughs> sorry, I just love doing his no, silly it's little so voice good. um and so he pulls it over. Pushes out like this like plank in the wall and finds a Motorola razor. For those that yeah. don't know, that was a cell phone uh, back in the day. Very popular. Um, but he plugs it in and he got he has all these missed calls, like hundreds of missed calls. All from this person named Layla, but then one from Duchamp as well. Um, as he's about to click to call Layla, um, she calls him and she's like oh my god mark you're alive and like why didn't you say anything to me blah blah, blah. And he's like why did you call me mark and yeah. he's like all confused and she's like why are you doing that weird accent and like where are you and then like he's like who is this i just found this phone in my flat and you know he's like doing all these like weird things and she hangs up on him i think and Then he like starts like seeing like reflections of himself and it's like moving differently. Yeah. trying to think if I'm forgetting something in their conversation, but
0: no, I um, don't think so.
1: I think like after a little bit, he like turns on the light, you know, to make sure he's not seeing things, but then, um, just goes to bed after that. So we don't know who Layla is. She thinks he's Mark. He's been like missing for months, apparently. Um, and she thought he was dead. Um, I will say, after all the hate on his accent in the trailer, I do find it really funny and satisfying that, like, this is a completely made up accent.
0: Yeah. So, it's. There's that. I guess. So, and what I think is interesting is obviously the Mark persona also uses this accent when he needs to. <laughs> so, I would. So, I, like, the accent that Steven is using. I wonder if it was invented by Mark while he was doing crazy mercenary shit, because he obviously must have asked out that girl with a British accent. He must have gone to the pet store with a British accent.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. (laughs) He was this play. Oh, man. That's weird. I didn't think about that. (laughs) Like, Mark went there, or it could be another. Yeah, um, or another. Another persona. Yeah. Damn, this is... Hmm. All right. <laughs> well, he goes back to work, right? And while he's on the bus, he thinks people are following him. Um, so he gets off the bus, and as he looks back towards the bus, who do we see but Arthur Harrow? And he's like, oh, God, it wasn't just a drink. <laughs> um, and so he goes into the museum and... And he tells, like, the security guy, um, he's like, there's some people following me. Can you just not let anyone in? And uh, he's like, it's kind of hard to do that. It's a museum, and it's free to get in, you know. No one really listens to him. Um, and so, we like, he follows some guy who he thought was following him into the museum, and then Arthur confronts him. It was like, like, give me the scarab. And he's like, don't have your scarab. Would we'll give it back to you if I could. And, um... <laughs> They, he like kind of gets out of being cornered by all these people. They have like a tattoo or something. Do they have a tattoo? Is that what it was? Something on their arm or something. There's a few people that were there with Arthur, um, but he ends up getting away. I, I think they have tattoos on their arms. I can't. Yeah, remember.
0: Yeah, you're probably you're probably right.
1: Um, but then like he's done working for the day. They turn off all the lights, and then he hears like a dog like making a noise. And he's like, Well, yeah, at, little fella?" Just Go find this dog here, <laughs> and it's like first of all, a museum with a bunch of Egyptian shit with all the lights off, terrifying to me.
0: Yes, any, like any museum thing, at all with all the lights off is terrifying.
1: Yeah, it's just creepy shit all around. Um, I would not be looking for some dog in the museum. I'll let someone else do it. Um, but we find out it's like some like crazy Egyptian like jackal dog thing, um, and basically like starts chasing him, and they're like. Stephen Grant of the museum, give us back the scarab and we'll save your life. Like comes on over the intercom a little bit cheesy, but whatever. <laughs> um, and so he starts running away from this jackal thing. Um, and eventually he like kind of corners himself in a bathroom and like shuts the door. And this is where like, we have a conversation between Mark who's in like the mirror and, <laughs> and steven who's like i don't know what to do i'm gonna die probably i'm gonna die right here and um yeah. eventually mark's like you need to like we're not you're not gonna die we're not gonna die you need to give me control i'll save you kind
0: of thing and he says so, i thought it was interesting he said you need to not fight me this time right so i thought that was kind of interesting
1: and i really i it was crazy like seeing steven and he's, like, all bumbly and nervous. And then you see Mark, and he's this, like, normal voice, just, like, very confident, you know, complete opposite of what Steven is. Yeah. Right? And this is where we get our first glimpse of Moon Knight, which I wasn't really expecting, I guess. I don't know. This first episode was very much, like, all the clips from the trailers, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like. um, And so, eventually, you kind of see, like, those little, like, like, the... I don't you know, like, Egyptian wraps going around his body yeah. that, like, make up his suit. And he just becomes full-on Moon Knight as the Jackal busts through the door. And when the camera pans around, you see that clip from the trailer where Moon Knight is just beating the shit out <laughs> of this Jackal <laughs> on the ground. And then when the, the jackal is basically dead, he just turns around and walks towards the camera, and boom, that's the episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh... I mean, I thought it was great. I thought the pacing was incredible. Like, I was never bored for even a second. I was super interested with everything happening from the time he put his glass in his shoes to the very end. I thought it was funny, too. There was a brief shot at the end during the fight where, and again, most of that fight happens off screen, where the camera kind of pans into the hallway and then you see... The jackal trying to escape the room. And then you see the jackal being pulled back into the room to get the shit beat out of it some more. I thought that was fucking sick.
1: Um, it was like very interesting just from the perspective of like that jackal seemed really big and scary. But then the moment he became Moon Knight, it was just like, dude, this is fucking done. Yeah. Like you're done.
0: Yeah yeah i mean i thought i i loved it i thought it i thought it was amazing
1: i'm definitely super excited to see more of moon knight like actual moon knight. yes i want to see like was was it his mr knight persona that asked the lady out on the date like super suave and shit Oh yeah. um you know i'm i'm really really interested i feel like we like we just cracked open the door yeah bit, and i'm really excited to see where the next five episodes go um and so, yeah, I, I thought this was a really good introduction to the character. Very different from a lot of stuff we've seen, right?
0: Yeah, which um, which I like. I, I definitely like difference. Um, yeah, just super super stoked. If I'm so mad about how bad the car CGI is, but other other than that, yeah,
1: I think the episode lost me a little bit somewhere in the middle, but then I it kind of got me back towards the end. Okay. Um, I think, I don't know, for some reason I was like, man, everyone's really into Egypt shit around here. And I thought that was a little bit interesting and and not the best way, but I kind of get it at the same time. That's just like how that shit works, right? Yeah. It's like Iron Man's going to fight a villain that's like another Iron Man. Um, And so I'm interested to see how that all plays out.
0: Yeah, well, I guess I thought, like, it makes sense that he'd... I don't know, that doesn't bother me because depending on how mark specter got the moon knight powers maybe mark specter always had did and he was always part stephen grant but he wasn't always moon knight and so maybe mm. stephen grant was always interested in egypt stuff maybe being interested in egypt stuff got him the moon knight powers to begin with and then being Moon Knight would likely, you know, ruffle the feathers of other Egyptian gods or Egypt enthusiasts or whatever. And then everybody he works with is obviously working at an Egypt muse- museum. So that all makes sense to me, why, all, why they would all be, you know, that, I, I think it all, I think it probably makes even more sense than another billionaire deciding he's gonna make a, an Iron Man suit, another Iron Man suit. For the six right. hundredth time,
1: but the the funny thing to me um, is the the cult leader, right, Arthur Harrow. If if you're in a cult, right, if you're in a cult with a, someone that says they have powers and if, as demonstrate those powers, and they have to chase someone down who stole a little piece of jewelry with a bunch of dudes with guns, they don't really have that great of powers right Uh, if you're if you have the powers of a of a crazy god and the god is serving you you really shouldn't have to have a shit ton of swiss dudes with machine guns that's just my thought i guess
0: i don't know i think even because so far the only power he has demonstrated is he just like sucks the life force out of people and and the power to walk around on broken glass, I guess but uh <laughs>
1: I just find it funny that he can suck the life force out of a lady who's standing right next to him. but when Stephen's standing right next to him, he can't do anything
0: well, I think either it could be he needs to be touching that person or it could be that that's not him doing it that's the that's the God doing it and maybe because uh Stephen Grant has the protection of a god he can't uh. Do the same thing. That's true.
1: That's a that's actually a
0: good point right there. Um, yeah. yeah I don't know. I think I think there's I think there's a uh, good good ex possible explanations for that. What did you think of the scene?
1: He's in his apartment and he's going down the elevator because he's freaking out, and he sees Konchu walking
0: towards him. But then it's the old lady. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I I I like the design for Konchu. I thought it was scary. Um, definitely kind of a frightening scene for sure just looking for my contact um, <laughs> down here lost it <laughs> um but i'm still i think one of the reasons for like i like that steven is such an unreliable narrator because i've is that real or is steven having an episode it's like right i yeah, don't know, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So yeah, I, I love an unreliable narrator. Yeah, it makes for more interesting storytelling. I
0: yeah, think. for sure. So yeah, I, I I liked it, and and I did, I did really like the design actually. Um, I like his crazy moon staff. I like his uh crazy s- skeleton face. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I <laughs> like very it. creepy. looking, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of the jackal design or maybe the design was fine, but it was also just kind of weak CGI. But yeah, um, I wasn't
1: a big fan of that either.
0: But I, but I did like Kachu's design a lot. I, re, I remember really loving it. Ditto. All right. Let's rate this bitch. Yeah. As we do
1: on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our episodes, movies, whatever the fuck it is we're watching out of six whole unadulterated infinity stones. Eric, I'll pass this over to you. Episode one of Moon Knight, the Goldfish problem. What are you giving it?
0: I really, really like this one. So I'm gonna give it a five out of six. That might be that might be a little high, but um but it just Ain't nothing wrong with liking it. Yeah, I just I I wanted something different and it was different. But yet it's it scratched the uh Scratch that classic, good old Marvel itch that I wanted it to scratch. Um, and Oscar Isaacs is incredible. I'm really, really interested in where the story is going to go. So yeah, I was a big fan. I'm going to give it a five out of six.
1: Is is Oscar Isaac's all the different versions of Oscar Isaac?
0: It wait is is he I is it only uh is it not Isaac's is it Oscar Isaac?
1: singular okay singular okay okay per.
0: yeah my my bad
1: i had to say that because if i was listening to this podcast we look where everything they said was stupid because he got the name because <laughs> that's the type of person i am
0: uh yeah i don't know what i feel like i always refer to him as oscar isaacs
1: in this in this show it actually kind of makes sense because we get more <laughs> true people.
0: then it was all calculated so, boom
1: <laughs> all right i'm going to give this one like the most solid four i could give all right Um. I think I could echo a lot of the things you said. Very solid. I think I wanted a little bit more out of it, but I think that's me just overhyping it a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. just need to pace it out a little. Um, I mean, we got to see Moon Knight at the end, which is super cool. I think the potential is, is so high for a lot of really cool stuff. Yes. I love Moon Knight. Still can't believe we're watching a fucking Moon Knight <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, seriously. First of all. So, like, my hype for this was always really high. Um, I'm really hoping... That we get another show that is really solid quality a la Loki and uh, Hawkeye, WandaVision, and just not Falcon and the Winter Soldier really yep. at this point. Yep. Um, so, really fucking hyped. Looking forward to the next episode. Hopefully, they keep it up and, it, and it's super interesting. So, I think we saw a lot of the footage that we've seen in the trailers so far. So, yeah, which is um, great. Yeah, that's that's like best case scenario, yeah. I think. So, Um, let's jump over to recommendations. Mm. What do you got for us this week?
0: All right. So in the past few months, I have definitely been, uh, reading and watching many things and and playing, uh, many things, but I will. Oh God, there's so many. All right. So there's, there's Uh, So I watched the movie, the Adam project on Netflix it is maybe my favorite Ryan Reynolds movie I've ever seen. Wow, um, I fucking loved it. it it's it's like uh, it was very reminiscent of like an eighties Steven Spielberg movie, but not in the way, not in the annoying way that like Stranger Things is. It's like it's like a modern version of what that would be. It's like it's it's really at its core a movie about family, but um. It's just told on the backdrop of this sci-fi time travel story. Um, It's not super fun. There are definitely funny moments, and a lot of them come by way of the kid who plays a younger version of Ryan Reynolds, and this kid blew me the fuck away. He is definitely the least annoying child actor I've seen in a while. Um He did an incredible fucking job being a little Ryan Reynolds, which seems impossible, but he nailed it. Um, And it was just so good. Ryan Reynolds wasn't his usual Ryan Reynolds-y character, um, and he still pulled it off fine. Like, he seemed a lot more competent and a lot more, like, weathered in this movie than he usually comes across, which, and he did great um yeah just really really good movie like i was shocked it was my favorite movie i've seen in a long time um wow probably since dune uh yeah super good i i could not recommend that enough especially if you want like a good it's like an emotional movie but in in a good way um so huge fan of The Adam Project, because I expected that to just be like a Netflix nothing kind of movie, and it, uh, it was not. It was much better than that. Uh, super good. And then I will also say, speaking of Dune, I am still making my way through that Bible of a book. I'm very <laughs> close now. I think I'm 75% of the way through, but I took a little break to read. Between that, I read this book that I've read before called Steelheart's by Brandon Sanderson. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's incredible. It, it is kind of like a comic book in novel form. Um, the story is what if one day, I mean, it's not, it's not a super original story or premise at least. It's like, what if one day um, a couple thousand people got superpowers and the, the, the way this story takes it is it very much leans into um, power absolutely corrupts, and particularly this kind of power corrupts. And so it's basically every single person who was lucky enough to receive superpowers is now kind of an evil psychopath who, like, murders people. And... um these sounds realistic yeah no it it, it, in that way it kind of is realistic and and it's also realistic in the point that like the most they don't all get the same powers but the ones who are the most powerful basically do whatever they want to the point where what's left of the government just passed a law saying that like they're referred to as epics and uh they just passed a law refer like that the epics are just exempt from laws because what are we gonna do like we can't stop them they can do what they want um right which i think is kind of an interesting uh idea as well and um yeah it's not like it's definitely not it's just a good it's kind of an easy quick read but it's a really it's a really good really fun story um so i would highly recommend steelheart it is uh book one of a trilogy and i have read the trilogy before i'm just kind of Just slowly going to read through it again. Um, That dude writes so many books. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read anything else other than the Steelheart trilogy, but I really like the Steelheart trilogy. I I need to uh, give some more of his stuff a chance. Um, Yeah, so Steelheart is, is the book. And then, yeah, I'm still really liking the story of Dune, but I fucking hate how that book is written and books like, it reminds me a lot of like uh Lord of the Rings like I'm sure there's a good story <laughs> in the slog that is Lord of the Rings but uh oh my but gosh. for Lord of the Rings I don't care I'm never going to read it but Dune is the kind of like I like sci-fi more than I like fantasy so I'm pushing through for Dune um and it's good I'm I feel glad like the I more am. the more Dune you get through the faster and better it is in my I, See I disagree so far I think I think the beginning and the middle has been my favorite and the ending i couldn't give a fuck about so far.
1: Um, interesting. I did enjoy like when like the drama at the very beginning happens and the characters are escaping i very much enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, that. yeah, i love that. The more psychic Paul gets the less i care. I um Yes, I I don't like that at all. But I I mean, I'm going to hate the second book. I'm not going to read the second book. There's there's I've already decided I can't do it. I'm going to finish this. I'm glad I did. I'm enjoying it. But, dude, I it's not worth it because it's what it does is it prevents me from reading other books because this thousand plus page book, I'm like, no, I because if I start another book in earnest, I'll never finish it. And. I just don't, I just can't do it. I don't have the attention span to, to read thousand page books. I, I don't care, but, uh, but it is good and I am enjoying it and I'm glad I'm, I'm reading it, but it's a tough read <laughs> for nice. sure.
1: It'll be exciting to finish it. Yes. Though. Check that definitely, box off. Definitely. I wasn't going to bring this up, but I was proud of myself. I finished my 32nd James Bond book whoa Uh, Nice series which i never looking i'm looking at all of them in my office i'm like holy shit i read all those fucking books uh but i was pretty happy i finished like there's two main authors like there's the original guy he wrote 14 the next guy wrote 14 as well and i finished his set of of books and i felt pretty good hell yeah um who's who's my recommendation who's the better
0: author between the two
1: ian fleming's original books are by far the best i think um, but I, 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 was hesitant to read John Gardner's books who wrote the next 14. There's some other books in between, but those are the guys that wrote the most. Um, everyone always said they were bad. And then I picked up the book and I was like, it's fucking great. This is like, it's like a little more campy, but like it really feels similar. It's like an action movie in a yeah. book. And I really loved them. Nice. All. I loved every single one of them. And so, um, I'm glad I didn't really just take all the people's opinions to heart, um, and skip those. So. Um, it is funny though. People, what people think James Bond books are, is probably very far from the truth because especially the originals, like half the time it's like two pages talking about like a, a breakfast. Like he's like really, he like gets into the detail about things and it's really interesting what he chooses to get into detail about, but it's kind of funny. Um, I think he spent one chapter just explaining like the rules to one card game. Oh my God. it's very wild, but it's very well written. It's very strange. Um, but that aside, my recommendation today, I have to say that Apple TV Plus is the most underrated subscription service wow. of the time. Um there are I, I had previously recommended for all mankind, which I would still hold up my recommendation for, amazing uh sci-fi reinterpret reinterpretation of an alternate history. Amazing, right? And so I'd watched that. Um, since then I have watched the show Ted Lasso three times, um, has to be the most wholesome, well-written comedy I've ever seen. Um, everyone was telling me to watch it. I put it off. I put it off. I put it off. And then I watched it and I was like, you fucking moron. The show's brilliant. And so Ted Lasso, you need to watch it. But on top of that severance, the TV show severance on Apple TV is. I think the best sci-fi show out right now. Ooh, okay, um, it's kind of like a it's it's like a science fiction uh, psychological thriller. It's directed by Ben Stiller, oh, the actor, um, and it stars Adam Scott um, from Parks and Recreation. John Turturro's in it. Christopher Walken's in it. Wow, uh, Patricia Arquette. Is this a series? Um, Yes, the first season is going to wrap up next week. Um, And it basically, the premise is there's this big company called Lumen Industries, and they use a medical procedure called Severance to separate people's non-work memories from their work memories. And so they go into this building to work. When they go down the elevator, they don't remember what their outside-of-work life is. They work for eight hours, and they go up the elevator, and they don't remember what they did at work. But this kind of creates this concept of you have an inner work person and an hour work person. And it's like, you have two different lives now that will never interact. Um, and you kind of throughout the series, you know, some conspiracies start forming basically, but it is so good. It is so creepy. It is so eerie. And it is one of the best science fiction shows I've seen in a long time. And it is so well-made. It's like, it looks good. The music's good. Uh, the cinematography is crazy. You need to go on Apple TV and watch Severance. The season one finale is out next Friday. Catch up and watch it. It's so good. So good. Wow. Six out of six infinities. Wow. So. Get Apple TV plus you got for all mankind Ted Lasso and Severance. Very different shows. All three of those are very different, but they're all very, very good. There you go. All right. Plenty of shit to read and watch. Um, we will be back next week to discuss Moon Knight Episode 2. Talk more about Morbius, I'm sure. <laughs> In the meantime, reach out to us at Infinity Rewatch on Twitter. Shoot us an email at theinfinitywatchpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to defend the fuck out of Morbius, I will maybe mention you. Depends on how good your defense is. If it's bullshit, I won't mention you. But if it's decent, I'll give it a shot. All right. All right. And we will leave you with fuck the billionaires.
0: Fuck the billionaires. You can defend Morbius. Don't you goddamn dare defend those dirty fucking billionaires. Fucking Sony. <laughs>